Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms call us when their friends call us to ask whether they should buy the new MacBook Pro. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. And today's laugh quota, I think we can maybe even replace it with excitement quota. I think so. Lots of excitement. I have not been this excited in a long, long time. <laughs> I can tell. I can't, I can't believe, dude, it's been a week since we did this podcast. It feels like it's been an eternity really yes oh my gosh this week has been a month for me (laughs) oh no i'm so freaking excited for these things and for the content that i'm gonna bring to you guys that i i mean i've been (laughs) having okay this i'm probably gonna there's people that are gonna make fun of me for this okay Okay. But I've been having dreams about <laughs> I about MacBook Pro launch day and like what I'm oh, gonna yeah. do oh, on launch no. day. Have you had those, Noah? I I <laughs> <laughs> <This, laughs> really embarrassing for us, but you know what? We're being brave by talking by admitting to the fact that we've been having dreams about this. Yeah, because I texted you this morning, or I guess it was this afternoon or whatever. But but yeah, last night part of there was there was some macbook pro in in my dream last night and i remember that part of it it snuck its way in there yeah it did i've i've been alternating um i had i had a couple of dreams that were like good or i don't even know dude it was so weird like i had a dream like two days ago that um and and it was basically just like iphone macbook launch day and everything just went as i would expect it like i woke up I got a MacBook, I started filming a video, I edited the video. It was like just a normal, what I would be expecting. But I have also had a few like everything goes wrong dreams mm. where like they all got shipped somewhere else oh, no. or like like uh, my camera caught fire or something. Like I had a, I had a couple of those. Truly nightmares. <laughs> now actually, here's a, here's a thing that's interesting. Um... Well, first of all, people are asking when the embargo lifts. So from what I'm understanding, this person is correct. 9 a.m. EST. I think it might I think it might be a little later than that, but yeah, tomorrow morning on the East Coast or tomorrow very morning on the West Coast. Um that that's when we're supposed to see the initial reviews. Now, I don't expect those to be super duper thorough because okay, I don't want to I don't want to say anything that's like negative to the content creators but Apple chooses people who don't do the you know the performance benchmarks. Yeah. Apple Apple send Apple's very particular about who they send their products to and I watch every single one of them. Every single one of the people that Apple sends products to, I watch them all the time. Um but I feel like this the initial round given the amount of time that people have had these things and the type of audiences that they cater to, I don't think we're going to be seeing comprehensive uh, benchmark results tomorrow. And so yeah. that's why um, I, I'm optimistic about this particular launch because in the past, I don't know, as, as a YouTuber who Apple would, would rather, uh, was like dead in a ditch somewhere probably, um, <laughs> I don't get anything. I, I've never been the, the 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 most acknowledgement that I've ever received from Apple is from retail employees that recognize me. They don't in any sort of a corporate way that I don't exist to them. But that's okay. I don't need Apple. Um, well, okay. I guess I, objectively I do. It's my job. But I don't need them officially to help me. I can do it on my own. So I. I, I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic that given that there's only a one day um advance on these reviews and that I think I don't know, I think that my my content is going to be somewhat more in depth than a lot of content just because I bought five of the dang things. <laughs> 
Oh, we got Greg here. Greg is also on Apple's I Wish This Guy Would Not Exist Anymore list. So there you have it. Greg and I are going to be working our little butts off on these things on Tuesday. Yeah, I feel like Apple I feel like Apple definitely knows you, but not in a good way, let's just say. Oh no, I yeah, no, they do know me. I've been told by a couple of like leakers that um the app like I don't know. They they've apparently they didn't like when I remember when I bought the base model iMac? Oh yeah, like, I before remember the M one. Yeah. Right. Apparently they didn't like that. And and they <laughs> they thought that that was not a good good bit bit, bit of content, um, I well, I, or maybe they, I think they just didn't like that I was drawing attention to it. Yeah. Now, as, as someone pointed out here, Linus did spend twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, I can't compete with Linus, but I never was going to. You know, I'm not trying to outdo Linus. There's there's room in the YouTube space for multiple angles. In fact, I think. If you're watching this now and I'm the only content you're planning on watching about these MacBooks, you're probably going to miss some stuff because other, you know, the whole beauty of YouTube is that you can get a ton of different opinions. And so that's what I'm banking on to hope that, um, <laughs> that, that what I say is valuable, but there's always going to be more stuff. Now, personally, I've got a humongous list of benchmark things that i've been i've been working for about a week now noah running okay. the numbers mm-hmm. you know do you want do you want to go through them I'll, I'll go through everything that i've got planned out to test yeah sounds sounds interesting so i mean first of all we got to do cinebench r23 i think that one is probably the best multi-core like raw performance test and it, it, it gives you a really good idea of where things place so that that's a big one. Then of yep. course we got the usual. We got Geekbench single core, Geekbench multi core, um, Geekbench compute. Which, um, so far, have you seen Noah the the leaked Geekbench compute scores? I did see that article. M1? I looked at it. A, I don't remember all the specifics, but I did hear about the leaked Geekbench, and I looked a little bit. Yeah. You know what? We'll come back to what I'm going to test for. I, I feel like we need to look at these a little bit here on stream because, I mean, it's it's interesting. There's a bit of, I don't know, I think people are perhaps rightfully throwing a bit of water on Apple's claims. And, and part of what I want to talk about tonight is actually kind of pouring a little bit of water on the hype before we get these things. Because I do have some reservations about this new um, MacBook Pro. It's MacBook Pro 18,2 and 18,3, I believe. Uh, what are the... Geekbench is really particular about syntax when you're typing. Maybe it's... There it is. Okay. So here's... Here are the metal and OpenCL scores for the M1 Max, if you're watching along live. So up here at the top here, we've got you know, 68,000, 67,000, 69,000, nice. nice. Uh, 67, 67, and that's for metal. And then the OpenCL is much, is much lower. So here's one that's at 51,000, that's low. 58, 62. A uh, couple other ones are further down here at 58, 60. So we're beyond the point of margin of error. And if we go into the OpenCL ones, because I know people are going to say, oh, well, that's probably the 24-core one. It's not. Look at that. 32-core, uh, 32 compute units is what's listed, and we have an OpenCL of 58, 428. And that's a lot of people have been perhaps rightfully concerned by that because if we look up like a 3080 a 3080 mobile i mean look at these things mm. the, these are all well well over a hundred thousand now granted some of these you know the ones over two hundred thousand those are desktop 3080s but if we look up like a even a 2060 a, a 2060 scores uh, uh, we're we're basically on par with a laptop 2060 in terms of OpenCL score, and people are like, 
Well, that's not what, what Apple promised. A laptop 2060 is not the same as a, a laptop 3080. I don't know. Have you True. seen this, Noah? I haven't seen. I saw the numbers were leaked, but I didn't see all the context. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I, I think these I think this test is not telling the complete picture. So a lot of people were saying, oh, my gosh, Apple lied. Oh, my gosh, Apple was was lying. I don't believe that to be the case. Um. So and then another thing that people are saying is, oh well, this is you probably need high power mode, right? Here's none of the those are using high power mode that yet though. Well, we don't know that. There is no way for us to know whether or not they are um, officially using high power mode or not. Uh, we also don't know what high power mode does. We don't know if it allows um, faster performance or if it's more oriented towards sustained performance, right? That's that's a big thing. So I would not say, oh, these numbers are too low. I think these are real numbers. And they are lower than what we had expected. But I don't think... I mean, first of all, OpenCL is deprecated on the Mac, as we know, right, Noah? Yeah, I think... Uh, well, I know OpenGL is. I'm not sure. But OpenCL is the, 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 like, open, the, uh, the open source standard, so like metal is obviously going to perform better because it can take better advantage of the of the uh, hardware, especially now that it's Apple-made hardware. So, yeah, so the metal is definitely going to yeah. be better. So the metal scores, I mean, let's, let's compare it to um, the 5600M. Uh, let's look up Radeon Pro 5600M. So you can see we are pretty handily beating out the 5600M if you look at metal. That's at like 42, 44, uh, 43,000. The 5500M, which is what I have, is even lower. That's 30,000, 35,000. So that is significantly more powerful, clearly. But we were told 4X, essentially. And that's what's interesting to me, right? Apple said four times faster than, uh, you know, the, the high-end 16-inch MacBook Pros. And four times faster than, you know, 3040K would put it in the realm of 3080 mobile, squarely. But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing more like two times faster at best in this particular test. But that's because I don't personally think Geekbench Compute is the, the test to be looking at. What I've been much more intrigued by are uh, the M1 Max GFX Bench scores. Mm. Um, let me see if I can find those real quick here because these results, <laughs> these results were really, really interesting. But of course, it's not loading. Thank you, Xfinity. I love Xfinity. It's <laughs> so great. I'll pull that up. But but let me know what you think, Noah. In terms of this performance. From, I guess from a programming perspective, is there any reason that you could think of why it might be so low in this one particular test? I mean, it's it's hard to say. I don't know a ton about the test itself. But, like, I guess my, my, like, my thought would be if they're saying, you know, four times improvement, you know, obviously a question is four times better at what, right? Because there's different things that a graphics card can do. You know, it can render games. You could do... I'm sure it's involved with like video, um, like Final Cut related stuff. Maybe uh, it's used a lot in like um, like AI or uh, or like like neural networks. Like when you're when you're training neural networks, it happens on a GPU very frequently. And obviously, mm. there's a neural engine in uh, in the processor that would probably take care of that. But like, there's different things that you can do with a GPU. So you know, the question is basically, what is it four times better? at and maybe it's not whatever yeah. the compute test is testing for it's for something else like do you know how much the gpu is involved in like final cut for example heavily the the Be gpu i that's one of the things that i'm going to test for because i've got all the different versions of the gpu across what i ordered because final cut pro does take advantage of the gpu and it's going to be really easy to isolate how much of an effect that makes when the cpu 
is the same. Right. And that's so like Apple's talked, you know, Apple's big in that kind of stuff. They talked a lot about Final Cut in the presentation and they talked about how, you know, all the multiple streams of, you know, 8K video or 4K or, you know, all the stuff they were talking about. So maybe, you know, I'd imagine if you compare Final Cut, maybe you'd get a better idea there because I guess, you know, first of all, Apple's maybe that's something that they're targeting. But, um, you know, that's sort of maybe that's a somewhat different area where you'd get maybe you get the four times performance there. I don't know. Yeah. Now, personally, I I expect that Apple's claims are not going to be an exaggeration because it looks really bad if they're. You know, because a lot of people are saying, oh, well, it's going to be four times better in one particular test. Well, when you look back at the M1 and people question their claims, they largely held up. Maybe they weren't exactly 2x, you know, but it was all it was impressive enough that nobody was like, wow, they, they were making up numbers. So I don't expect that that's the case here because that would be a fool's errand. You know, why say 4x when it's you know, 2x, and we would just be as impressed if you said 2x, and then it was true. You know, that this, that's the kind of stuff that companies um, a lot less successful than Apple have to pull. So I don't expect that to be the case. And I did, by the way, find the the GFX bench stuff. Oh, look at that. We got a nice pop-up here. No thanks. <laughs> so here, this is the one that was interesting. Now, granted, this is a test that isn't the most you know, apples to apples, because obviously on the Mac, we're running in metal and we're running on um, OpenGL in uh, Windows. So they're not the most comparable, I guess. But you know, realistically, if, if it's performing the same task, I guess you could argue it doesn't matter how it's doing it. You know, if it's faster, it's faster. So take a look at this. Aztec ruins high tier... 194 FPS, NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080 Mobile, 217 FPS. Radeon RX 6800M, 242 FPS. So that that is an M1 Max getting within spitting distance of RTX 3080 Mobile. And that's, that is nothing, that's no small feat. Yeah, I mean, look at some of the uh, some of the other ones where the the M1 Max is, you know, beating it as well. Yeah, and so to be clear, my 16-inch with the 5500M scored 94. That's a huge gain. That is that's twice as fast. Granted, it's not four times as fast, which I'm now realizing is what they claimed. Huh. I don't know. It's interesting because I don't know. I feel like I feel like four times faster than a 5600M. A 5600M is a decent chip. Four times faster than that would be better than an RTX 3080 mobile, and they didn't make that claim. Hmm. So, th- but this is showing like pretty much right up against what their claim was. They were saying like 85 percent of a 3080 mobile. That's that's about what we're looking at here. Yeah, and I think it's also interesting to compare to the M1 as well because that might be a little yeah. closer of a comparison. If you're comparing OpenGL, if you're comparing like Metal on the M1 to like Vulkan or something on Windows, that would be a different story. When you're when you're dealing with OpenGL, you know, it's probably not going to be as good performance. But like if you look at the M1 Max versus the M1, there's some, you know, obviously pretty big performance improvements there. I'm like I'm ha- like you know I used the M1 uh, that you lent me for a little while and I was very impressed yeah. by it and if the M1 Max is that much better like 2.5x I, mean, I, I think I'm happy I think I'm happy with that Yeah it's really interesting um I'm I am also curious to see I mean I think it would be more interesting if we had um Vulcan numbers compared in, instead of OpenGL numbers but, uh, and it is also interesting that there's variation here. I mean, if you look at Manhattan 3.1, right, then the M1 Max is, is actually beating the 3080 Mobile, 816 FPS versus 580. And then there's, you know, in normal Manhattan, 1187 for the M1 Max, 
632 for the 3080 mobile. But then T Rex, 1400 for the for the Max, 1900 for the 3080 mobile. Um, so it's it is a little bit interesting. The fact that there's so much variation, I think, means we have to have some skepticism when comparing to a 3080 mobile. But one thing that is absolutely valid is is comparing these results to other Mac results. So when, when, when we're getting Aztec Ruins high tier 194 FPS and you're comparing that to 94, which is what I got on my 16 inch, that's absolutely comparable and that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah I'm, definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, I'm curious to see, you know, what areas, like obviously Apple isn't very big into gaming or at least AAA, like you know apple is apple arcade whatever those are yeah. basically mobile games that can run on a desktop computer not to say that they're bad games by any means but they're not AAA games obviously so yeah definitely you know, i don't know what the gaming i don't think i'm gonna do much gaming on that mac especially since uh you're not gonna you're not gonna run x86 windows which is you know where all most of my games are um but like I don't know, there's yeah. definitely there's there's gonna be some areas where the the GPU is gonna be really good, and there's some areas where it's not gonna be especially amazing, but it's still gonna be way better than what I have right now. So, you know, I'm s- still looking forward to it. I mean, you have a 560x. Yes. Yeah, the M1 is already faster than the 560x, and the M1 Max looks to be two to three times faster than the M1. So, yeah, you are going to have a huge yeah. difference. Oh, yeah. That's going to be absolutely massive. Oh, yeah. Now, in terms of macOS gaming, and I do want to get to the physical design because there's been a number of things that I saw in chat here that I want to mm-hmm. talk about. Um, you know, notch, thickness, ports, etc. But in terms of gaming, here's, here's the thing. I, I mean, I have Steam on my M1 Mac, and you'd be surprised how many games are actually, you know, able to run here. So, I'm showing only games that can run on Mac OS. There's a decent amount, and the thing that I think is most interesting is... Even the ones that run in Rosetta, I, I think what's so cool about the the M1 Max and the M1 Pro, which also is showing very promising score results. Um, and by the way, it doesn't seem like the M1 Max is twice the M1 Pro because it doesn't, doesn't scale perfectly. So the M1 Pro, I think, is still going to be a really solid GPU, and I can't wait to test it. But the thing that is interesting about both of those GPUs being so powerful is that if you do want to do some casual gaming in your Steam library with games that are supported, I suspect that even with Rosetta, you're going to shrug it off and you're going to be pulling great frame rates. Like in my Steam library, I have a bunch of, I mean, there's um, Ark, which is a like survival game, Arma 3, Cities Skylines, that I think is going to be really, that's going to run super well. Um, Counter-Strike, Euro Truck Simulator 2, uh, Hitman, Hitman is a great game. That one um, already runs pretty well in the M1. I think it'll be really, really well. Uh, Tomb Raider, all the Tomb Raider games are Mac compatible. Civilization 5 and 6, War Thunder. Uh, There's a number of other like smaller indie games in here. There's, there's a decent library that you can find for macOS. And I don't even think you're going to have to worry about uh, Rosetta 2. I think the performance is going to be stellar. Yeah, I think there's a decent, there's, there's a decent library. Because I, I recently installed Steam on my Mac because I used to do everything in Boot Camp. But uh, Boot Camp... Uh, randomly stopped working for me. It just blue screens every time I try to, to, to boot into it. So I had to install Steam. The first, let me just say this. First of all, I play with a controller. I don't, I strongly prefer a controller to a mouse and keyboard. And I have, I have a Steam controller and I have an Xbox One uh, controller. And so I use the Xbox One controller over Bluetooth. It was a nightmare to get that thing to work with Steam. 
Because pairing it to the computer is easy because Apple added good built-in support for that fairly recently. But to get the Steam, that's true. That's like nice. the Steam. Steam has this like Steam input driver, and it was this whole. I had to boot into recovery mode and run like a special command because it tries it tries to install this driver for Steam input, and then for some reason the driver is like not trusted. And then normally you go to system preferences and you say, you know, allow this, you know, you go to system preferences, you go to security and you say, allow this to run. But for this particular one, it doesn't show up there. So you have to boot into recovery Mm. mode and write a command to allow it. And then you have to like reset all of the warnings. You have to boot back into macOS, reapprove every single extension that you have, and then it'll work. It was a nightmare to get it to work. And I don't even know if it works. I don't know if it even works on m1 or not but that was a nightmare and it's not a problem in windows obviously and then there are some games that i've tried to play that either aren't compatible or they're 32-bit and you can't run 32-bit games like i was trying to play um i was trying to play the stanley parable uh the other night to show my roommate because i thought that they would find it interesting and that's a very easy to run game yeah but it's 32-bit so it won't run on the mac so i couldn't you know i couldn't do it by the way, we got Cole Weathers here pointing out that your background is done with some choice emojis. Oh, yes. I feel the same. Finally. Hopefully, it'll continue to be done. Um, oh, and someone just brought up here. Well, I won't read it, but they mentioned promotion. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I, I keep remembering that it has promotion, and I get so excited. Oh my god! I mean, obviously the performance I think is what most people are itching to find out about, and that's what I'm going to do a lot of coverage yeah. on. Um, I, I, as I've mentioned, I bought five of these MacBook Pros. Well, technically, I bought four, and I'm going to pick another one up on launch day if everything goes well. Um, I, for whatever reason, Apple is not uh, having you. You can't schedule in-store pickup. I don't know why. I've been checking multiple times a day. In fact, I'm checking currently right now. Uh, for the 16-inch pick, Apple Store pickup is currently unavailable. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I've talked to um, some people like in Twitter DMs that work in retail, and they say that they're getting stock in. So there will be MacBooks on launch day, but it seems like we can't order them ahead of time. So... I'm a little nervous about that because it's a gamble. Um, and then sh- and then shipping is obviously a gamble because if it comes at 3 p.m., I'm going to, like, blow my brains out. Like, I don't know what I'm going to... Not even in terms of, like, get- getting a video out late. Like, that's secondary to what in the world am I going to do for all that time? I'm going to be sitting there, like... You know how when you're waiting for, like, 20 minutes for a train and it feels like an eternity... What, what what am I gonna do if I do that for like six hours? Yeah, I'll I'll go insane. Oh, yeah. I will literally go insane. More insane. So I'm I'm really hoping more insane. That's fair. I'm really hoping that I can pick these things up on uh, well one of them up on launch day, and then I've got three that are that should deliver on launch day, and then the fifth one should be in next week because I missed the window on mm-hmm. that one slightly. But that's okay. I think I'll I'll be okay with four for the first week. Do you think? I th- I think enough? you can. I think you can scrape by. Even you know even if the pickup doesn't work out and you have three, I think you'll be able to scrape by with that. Well, see, I'm not super concerned about like I, I'm not worried about the pickup in terms of like oh my gosh I won't have a video to make. It's a, it's more about when. Yeah. Because I want to just show up right at the when the Apple Store opens. Just walk right on in there. And snag one and just start making videos. And then I don't have to wait on FedEx or UPS or my building because sometimes I get packages delivered and it says that it's delivered, but they're like, oh, we don't have it yet. And then it shows up like the next day. And I'm like, how does that, how is that possible? And they're always like, oh yeah, sometimes it says delivered, but it actually isn't. I'm like, no, (laughs) that, no, that's not how it works. That is absolutely not how it works. If, if on USPS, FedEx and UPS, it says delivered for all of those different types of packages, then by gosh, it was delivered. And I don't know what you're doing with it, but give it to me. (laughs) Right? Isn't that weird? 
What's up with I, that? I it's it's a it's truly a mystery, truly a black box. I know, I just don't get it. Like, and I went down today. I had a package that was delivered yesterday at ten forty-seven a.m. and it says signed for by front desk. I go down there today at six p.m. They're like, "Oh no, it wasn't delivered yet." I'm like, "Like hell, it was." I know that it was. What do you like? Uh, I, so that's what I'm panicked about. Mm. I'm panicked that they're all gonna come in. I'm panicked that I'm gonna show up at the Apple Store. There's gonna be a huge line, and they're not gonna have the one that I need to pick up or any at all. And then I'm gonna come back here sad and depressed at nine in the morning and i'm gonna sit around bored checking tracking numbers and then i'm gonna see that they're delivered run down like a little boy on christmas to the front desk only to have the person say no sorry they're not here and then i'm gonna miss launch day that is my biggest fear i i i mean i could see it happening but but i really hope uh i really hope it doesn't Mm -mm. i'm i'm gonna be so panicked you already are pretty pen. Uh, have you? By the way, has yours? Yeah, I literally am. Has yours shipped? By the way, let's see. I know I got charged for it. I saw that. You know, you know that. You know when you get charged for it. I'll tell you that much. But let me see if uh, let me see if it shipped yet. Yeah, I've only. Let me actually check. I know I was I was charged for the 16 inch a while ago. But I want to check if I was charged for the other ones. Mine still says preparing to ship, but it does say it's arriving on Tuesday, so I don't know. I, huh, I don't think I've been charged. That's concerning. Okay, I mean, one of them, all right, I've been charged for two. Um, I haven't been charged for two. And then there's another one that I'm trying to get launch day, but that is interesting. So the I was charged for the 16 inch, and I was charged for one that I ordered through Best Buy because I decided that I needed to get a third 14 inch. And then I was, and and that one I was able to get, even though I just got that like two days ago. Um, I believe this is a pro tip. I believe Best Buy is still shipping on launch really? day for a lot of the configurations. Interesting. Yeah. Which is uh, very interesting. If if you're afraid, if you don't have stock, um, or at this point, more realistically, if you want to wait for the early reviews and then buy, they are shipping sooner than Apple is. So those that got that got charged, but the um, I have a base model 14 inch that is coming on Tuesday, and that one has not been charged from Apple. Really? So I don't know what's going on interesting. there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about that because it still says... I mean, it's just the same as yours, though, right? It says preparing for shipment. Yeah, I mean, mine... I did get charged for the one... For this one, but it does say preparing to ship still. Hmm. Hmm. Skepticism increases. I'm frightened. Okay, let's stop panicking for a quick moment here. And I do want to talk about the well specifically the design because i've noticed a couple of things and i want to address them somebody was talking about oh my gosh the notch it's an intrusion on the display no it's not it's not an intrusion the way that apple phrased it was very clear they said we extended the screen up and around the camera don't think of it as oh they took a chunk out of my display think of it as they gave extra display around it. I know that sounds semantic, but it is 0.2 of an inch. You know, the, the display is 16.2 inches. It's a larger display. And basically, they just moved the menu bar up into the bezel and then deleted most of the bezel. So you're getting more space. I think it's fine. I think people are way too complainy about it. Yeah, I think, first of all, the display... If you take the diagonal of the display, like including, you know, all the way in the corner, you know, where the notch is, whatever, all the way diagonal, is it taller than it was before? Yes. Yeah, I think it is, right? It's 14 by 9 instead of 16 by 10. And when you when you subtract the menu bar, aka the notch area, then it's 16 by 10, same as before. I don't know. I think net positive. 
And also, when you go into full screen mode, it just blacks out the top. No harm done. Yeah, I really don't see... Like, I get people saying, like, oh, it looks kind of ugly or whatever. But, like, it gives you... A, like, when you're not in full screen mode, it gives you a little bit more space. Because if they're moving the menu bar up into there, then it's, you know, not in your 16 by 9 area. So it gives you a little more space. It makes the bezels smaller. And like I said, when you go into full screen mode, Mm -hmm. by default, it'll black it out. Now, apps can override that and say that they want to take advantage of the full screen. And then they could stick, you know, other things up in the corner if they want to. But by default, it will just black it out and it'll look like there's no screen there, basically. Because it'll be blacked out. It's mini LED, Mm -hmm. you know, super black whatever whatever so it'll look like there's no screen there i really don't i get people saying that it maybe people will say that it looks ugly to have like the cutout in the screen that's a discussion that you can have but as far as whether it's going to actually make a difference in your use i i don't see how it would make a difference mm-hmm. it would i think it'll just make the bezel bezel smaller it'll it'll give you a little extra room i think it's i think it's a good thing that's what i think uh, the other thing that I think is a good thing is people keep saying, oh, it looks thick. It looks so thick. It's not. I'm sorry, but that's just, it's an optical illusion. Uh, and you could argue, I guess you could say that maybe maybe what you're really saying is you don't like the design as much. Perhaps. But it's not. It's not. Uh, so first of all, the 14 inch is actually thinner than the M1 MacBook Pro. Straight up. Very slightly, but, you know, this is not a thick device. Nobody is saying that this is a thick boy. But everyone's saying, ooh, the new one's a thick boy. It's, it's all because they got rid of the taper and they brought the thickness out to the edges. That's the only reason it appears larger. Uh, in terms of the 16-inch, I'm trying to pull this up here. So the new 16-inch is point. 66 of an inch the old 16 inch is 0.64 of an inch it's 0.06 of a centimeter thicker that's nothing that's nothing yeah i don't know and there's a comment here saying you know it looks chunky for some reason and i i that was my initial reaction when i looked at it i think it's maybe the feet it's a combination of the feet and the and the design that it's like, I guess it's kind of rounded at the bottom, but it's like flat up the... There's just something about the way that it looks that I thought it was going to be a lot thicker. So so I was surprised to hear that it was as thin as it is. And that's why I'm so curious to see it in person. I want to see the notch. I want to see the thickness. I want to see the ports. I'm just so curious to see this in person. I really am. Let's get a little bit of a taste of this now. I don't know if you've seen this, Noah, but somebody in Vietnam got their hands on it on the 16-inch. I've not watched this in full. I think we should go through it right now, don't you think? All right, let's take a look at it. So, well, I mean, first impression here on the top, I'm super digging the uh, the new the new top look. Like the, the flatness and then that subtle rounding on the edge of the screen. Mm-hmm. I think it looks really nice. Yeah, I I still wish that they had different color options, but that uh, obviously didn't pan out. Is it just me or is the Apple logo bigger? I when they were doing the keynote, I thought it did look bigger, so it very well maybe. Because here, like that, so this is the 16 inch, and that looks proportionately, you know, for the the, the logo looks proportionately like the smaller one. But look at my 16 inch. I do think it's bigger. I think it's bigger. I like that. I like that. Uh, okay, so let's see. Yeah, I mean, I can see how it looks a little chunky from from the side. Let's see if we can get a side profile angle on it. I have to say, from this like top three-quarters view... I think it looks really good because remember the rounded corner is is the radius of the round is bigger on the bottom. There we can see it pretty well there. Oh, dude, I don't know. I think it looks so good. It really, it, it really looks like that two thousand eight, like the old MacBook. I don't. It's just whenever I, every time I look at this, that's just the yeah. first thing that comes into it's my retro. head. It's retro. 
I like it though. Do you, is that are you saying that is a bad thing that it looks a little bit throwback to the original MacBook Pro, or is that like a I good don't? Thing? I'm not saying it is a bad thing necessarily. I think it looks like just looking at this angle. Uh, it's oh my, cause like the top the top is flat and the side is flat and then it kind of you know curves off at the bottom. I think it looks pretty. Yeah. I think it looks pretty good to be honest. Let's keep it going here. And I don't think it looks very thick. I feel like the fact that it's um, super flat on the top and bottom are gonna make it feel really nice. Yeah. And look at it compared to this person's uh, finger, like. It's pretty. It it really is small. It's true, yeah. I think the the display panel is a little thicker. One thing I will say is the fact that the whole device is more rounded on the outside does mean that you won't have the same issue that the old generation has had with its like sharp corners, and that is that they chip pretty easily. Like, you go on eBay and you look at used MacBooks from this generation, and they all show up with, like, chipped corners, and you can see them, like, shining a little mm -hmm. bit. It's almost impossible not to have chips in the corners. I mean, I don't, but that's because I'm, like, OCD about my laptops, and I take really, really good care of them. But I don't think that's going to be as much of an issue here, because you don't have those sharp corners yeah like here look on the on the other macbook that he's comparing it to do you see the corners see how they're all or i guess really the edges yeah right do you see you can see the variation where there's like scuffs and scratches oh, yeah. and that i think is not going to be an issue anymore which is really good hmm it did look a lot taller the new one looked looked definitely looked taller or deeper. if i'm not mistaken is he comparing that to so a lot, of, a lot of people have been showing it next to the 15-inch, and the 15-inch of the last generation is a lot thinner than the 16-inch. Interesting. In fact, I do believe that's a... F is that a 15? I think it is. I think it is a 15. Because the 15-inch um, from like 2016, 17, 18, 19 is noticeably thinner. Hmm. But it really, it's all in the taper. Okay, wait, let me see. Yeah, no, he's comparing it to a 15-inch. Uh, see, yeah. look at the display, look at the touch bar and the escape key. So that's why it looks so much thicker. I see. I mean, that's what that's what I'm going Although, to. Although, to be fair, that's what you're upgrading yeah, exactly. from. Hmm. I really like the black keyboard well. At first, I was confused about it, but now I think I dig it. I think it's... Pretty interesting. It's certainly different, yeah. and I, I applaud them for spicing it up because I feel like it would have been pretty easy, you know, without that for these designs to look very similar. Right. Oh man, it's the screen increase from fifteen to sixteen point two inches is sizable. I think you're gonna really notice Ooh, the, it. the liquid Rentina XDR. <laughs> yeah, love that. Wow, look at the difference in the the screen size. The 15 inch almost looks like a different like size category. Yeah, it's because like I have a 16 inch as my work laptop and a 15 inch as my personal laptop, and I definitely notice a difference going between. Like it doesn't sound like like 15 to 16 doesn't sound like a big difference, but like I definitely notice it when I go between those laptops. Yeah, and you're going from 15.4 to 16.0. That's 0. 0.6 right. of an inch. But you notice yeah, it. Definitely. You really do. And I think that on the 13-inch, the going from 13.3 to 14.2, that's almost a full inch. That's a big difference. I think people are really going to notice it on the 14. That's Yeah, that's true. So, so I guess that's kind of our first look here into the difference in those macbooks i i don't know i for one am off the walls excited for this thing but i guess now's the part where i think we should roll back the hype train a little uh -huh. bit park it at the mm -hmm. station for a brief moment okay. here because 
there was something that occurred to me today, What's Noah. That? And that was, if you take a look here at the M1 products. Yes. These are really, really interesting because their price point and their thermal envelope and their performance is excellent. You look at a MacBook Air right now, right? You're, you're paying $1,000. You can get a MacBook Air refurbished from Apple for 850 bucks. That is a killer deal. Yeah. Because if you go to the Windows side, you cannot find a laptop that is more powerful and as portable and as good battery life. It does not exist. And that is one of the reasons why the M1 devices have been unbelievably popular. It's because unlike in the past where you bought the Apple products because of the ecosystem and the integration and the software and the hardware uh, like physically design-wise, now you can buy it for all of those same reasons plus the fact that it's faster than the competition. True. That's really killer. But the problem is I don't know that you can extend that argument to the M1 Pro and Max. So here's the issue. Let's say Apple is correct. Let's say they are they've designed a 30 watt CPU that can smoke the likes of the most powerful AMD and Intel processors right now. So a 5900HX and a Core i9-11900HK. I, I don't know if those names are correct, but they're both a mess, so I don't <laughs> care if they're correct or wrong. Let's say they can smoke them, right? Great, fantastic. But you can get Windows laptops with those CPUs for a similar price point. And let's say that the M1 Pro GPU, the 16 core, can, you know, take on a 3050Ti, uh, maybe even a 3060. And then the M1 Max can take on like a 3070 Mobile or a 3080, like cut down the 100 watt version. And let, let's say all of those things are true, that they are able to do that. That will be very, very impressive. You know, you're talking about a 30-watt CPU that's competing with 60-watt CPUs. Awesome. You're talking about an integrated 60-watt graphics card competing with a 100-watt graphics card? Heck yeah. Fantastic. But there, the argument that you can't get the same performance for less or the same price will not be true. Because when you look at like the GE76 Raider that Apple compared it to, that is a pretty price competitive product. So, I don't know. It's, I've been thinking about this for the last day or so because it's like, okay, yeah, Apple can make a product with a 90-watt system that can compete with 190-watt systems. Great. Cool. That's awesome. But... If it's the same price and the same performance, is it as compelling? Yeah, I think one of the like the thing that I really liked about the the M1 machines is that they're so easy to recommend to people. Like my mom got one, and that was you know it was a no brainer. Obviously, I had her wait for them to come out but then you know they came out and i said you yeah. know get the get the macbook air uh you can get the base model one it's gonna be plenty more power than you need it's gonna have great battery life it's you know great uh you know portability whatever those those computers you know at that at that price point and and you know being the entry level ones they're so easy to to recommend um i guess for the the upper ones like, here's the thing. For me personally, I'm going to get a Mac, right? I'm going to... I don't really... Oh, yeah, me too. Like, yeah, and I know you're in the same boat. Like, for me personally, I don't really care that you can get a comparable Windows laptop for for that price because that's just not... I'm just not interested in that. 
But there are people who mm-hmm. who are interested or who would consider either one and you know then then you you go back to the other you know factors of the the ecosystem and and you know the performance mm-hmm. and final cut and whatever other stuff you want to get into but for me personally i don't know i i wasn't going to get an m1 machine because i first of all i want the bigger display and i was also waiting for some more power you know more performance do i really need it for most of what i do is you know a question you can ask but but still i wanted to wait the new yeah. ones are out i wanted get it i wanted to get a new one and i ended up getting a pretty high spec one um because i felt i don't know I, I thought it would be it would be you know cool to to have and i guess it'll last for a long time which is great but i don't know i guess uh you know for me it wasn't ever really a question but for some people it may be a question so i do agree with you that the the m1 base model all that some of that great stuff doesn't necessarily extend all the way up i definitely agree with that yeah and and like you said i don't think it's going to matter all that much i th- i mean people are still going to buy these things people bought the 2016 17 18 19 you know all of those intel max um and those were very poor price competitive wise right they were more expensive with usually they had you know the best of the best in terms of cpus like apple always has done well with their configurations for the cpus especially when they started putting core i9s in like the in, in most of the macbooks then it was like all right so they 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 went for the top of the range cpu but they never ever had had good gpus right now it seems like that's finally going to change here. So right, like you could say, yeah, it's an improvement going from the fifty-five, the the fifty-five hundred M in the previous sixteen-inch was not comparable to RTX graphics at all. So they had the CPU, they had that one, they didn't have GPU parity. Now you could say, oh, they do. Now they have parity on on CPU and on GPU, and they're doing it with better battery life and better efficiency. And better optimization, and I'm sure some tasks will be absolutely nutty on these things. And that's that's probably enough for most people. But the tech nerd in me wants Apple to really step it up. Hmm. And I feel like if they had the exact same chips that were priced lower, they could do that. Like the M1, right? They could... If So think about it this way, right? The M1 chip... Uh, crushes most of Intel's laptop chip line, their G7 series, which are mostly quad or six cores. Are there any even six cores? I don't know. I don't care. They're terrible. I hate those chips. They're all garbage. Um, So, yeah, there you have it. But if Apple had taken the M1, and said, "Hey, look at that, guys! We got we got parity with with Intel's mid-range. Let's price it at that level. It would have been impressive still, but it wouldn't have been as like crazy. But the fact that they put that in a MacBook Air, and you're basically buying like a six-core i7 MacBook Air, that's what makes it nuts. So if the M1 Max was less expensive, like not three thousand dollars, I feel like it would be." more impressive to the average consumer but i do think for mo- you know and a lot of people are like oh the the youtube nerds never do get enough i gotta be clear to you guys i have a lot of viewers that are not just like nerds or you know i'm not talking to nobody here there's a lot of people i get a lot of emails and dms people are like i'm you know i'm in a production studio i'm freelancing i'm uh, doing the IT department for schools. I've talked to a number of people that are like, hey, I'm I'm building out my company's system and I want to maximize my value. I talked to a guy who, uh, this was after M1 already existed, like this summer, was saying like, uh, this sucks, but I'm, I'm buying 10 fully specced $6,600 16-inch MacBook oh, Pros. Oh, no. And he was like, I wish that i didn't have to do this but we need them right now and we need them to be loaded and we got to move quickly so i'm not it's not like i'm just talking to everyone who's going to be sitting there using you know the the core 2 duo from 2009 there are people that watch these videos that are legitimately in need of these types of devices 
Um, so these aren't for nobody. And this isn't an, a, an exclusive thing that only tech YouTubers care about. That being said, I think there, the, I, I suspect that there's going to be a pretty interesting sweet spot in terms of base models. I'm, I'm always reviewing base models. That's almost uh, every single Apple product that comes out, I buy the cheapest one because that's what I'm most interested in. Because, you know, you take a look at a 16 inch for $24.99. And you take a look at a 16-inch for $6,000, externally, they have all the same features. They have the same display. They have the same ProMotion, Mini-LED, all of that great stuff. So, yeah, as great as it would be to get the fully loaded out one, I think what this generation is going to prove is that more than ever before, just buy the base model and put whatever storage you need, and I think you're going to be good to go. That's, that's an interesting point because whenever I'm looking at, at these Macs, I'm usually not looking at the base model. I've always been looking, I've always liked the bigger screens. So 15 inch, you know, obviously this will be my first 16 inch that I own personally, but I always look at the bigger one, but I usually yeah. don't look at the lower tier. I usually look at the, at the upper tier, but now I'm, uh, I'm, uh, you know, and obviously I bought the upper, the, the highest tier one. Uh, this time, but I but I am curious. I feel like you should just stick it out. I mean, I'm. I, I mean, I, you're not planning on returning it or anything, right? No, I mean, I'm. I'm not. Obviously, I'm going to give it two weeks, but I'm not planning on returning it. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good machine. Hell yeah! But I am. I am. I think it'll last you a long time. I'm very curious to see what you come up with with the base model because when I was using that when I was yeah. using that M1 macbook air that you lent me and i was doing some benchmarks and doing a little coding on there just to try it out i kind of forgot that it was like a macbook air because it just like whatever i was doing <laughs> yeah. on it it just did it and it, it didn't you know the fans didn't really kick up all that much you know or if they did it was doing something very or i guess the macbook air doesn't have a fan but uh but, but it wasn't you know it wasn't it wasn't throttling yeah. or slowing down uh, really, it was just it was just doing yeah. what I wanted to do, and uh, and it was super impressive. So I think uh, I think the base model now may actually be pretty compelling. So I'm I'm very curious to see what you find with that. Yeah, and I think that's a great point because I mean, first of all, it's a great advertisement for stick with the M1 if you don't need the new stuff. You know, the new stuff is great, but a MacBook Air is a thousand dollars less than the new 14 inch to start. So. Now, I wouldn't say that the new 14-inch doesn't give you anything for that. I mean, I would argue that going to the new design with more ports and that ProMotion display, uh, the same battery life as the MacBook Air, but much more performance, I would say that's pretty compelling still. But at, on the same token, MacBook Air still exists. You can get them for 850 and they just kind of work. I mean, I, I this summer I used the M1 iMac base model with the 7-core GPU that cut down the binned, uh, M1. I used that thing for like, like probably five or six videos, and the performance in the timeline was better than my iMac Pro. Obviously, it wasn't as fast for rendering and exporting, so I did go back, but it, in terms of usability, was superb, and I expect these new ones to be ridiculous. Yeah, definitely, definitely very impressive machines, and I'm very excited for Tuesday. And do you know what else I'm very excited for? Uh, I don't yet because there's one oh. more thing that I'm excited that? for before you're excited for that. that. And that is to address, uh, first of all, thank you, Orlando, for the super chats. And also another super chat here. What happened with the backlit Touch ID key? That was my, that was my, my stumble there, my leak that seems like it didn't uh, pan yes. out. To, to recap real quickly, I had three leaks. Number one was 32 gigabyte of RAM limitation. That one, uh, I've been told that I got partial credit for that one because I got, um, essentially, nobody realized that there were two distinct chips. And so I got one of the chips correct. Like the M1 Pro is limited to 32 gigabytes of RAM. So that one was partial credit kind of. The other leak was UHS-2 SD card reader. That one was spot on. Yep. The Verge confirmed it. Yep. Spot on. The third one was quite confusing. 
backlit touch ID. Uh, that one is confusing because I had really, really strong info on that from multiple people, even down to the fact that it would be four LEDs. <laughs> like I had very specific info that was super legit. So I don't know. It seems like it's not backlit. I kind of wish that it was because I think it looks a little weird in the dark setting to have like a little hole up there in the lighting. Yeah. But I guess I guess we will find out on Tuesday. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it glows subtly around the edges. We'll find out. But I think probably not. Yeah. Now, what were you saying? You were oh excited yeah, for? I was uh, I was uh, very excited about uh, ending this uh, this podcast episode. Oh. Oh wow. No way. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking that too. Mm. I feel like this this podcast episode uh, has been hosted by uh, me, your host Luke Miani, as well as uh, as well as me, your uh, your other host Noah Rubin. Oh wow, that's crazy! I'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning when macOS Monterey oh, comes yes. out. I've got a video ready to go, locked and loaded, and I'll I'll be seeing a lot of you guys this week. So uh, take care, stay tuned, and. The next time you see us live, we will have these MacBooks in hand, and there's going to be a lot to talk about. Looking forward to it. Have a good night.